You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Semi-final in Dickinson is the Bearcats against the Nighthawks. Bearcats in a very close game, got a big game, and supporting buckets from Kennedy Zuroff. Here's a three-pointer, the final 56-53. Kennedy's three-pointer with four seconds left won it to send the Bearcats to the championship game. Starting at a guard, she stands five foot seven and a junior, number 23, Kennedy Zura. Um, I think I'm very misunderstood. I mean, I hear um, there have been people that say that, oh, she doesn't have any fun. She's just out there to, you know, win a game. And if it's not, she's disappointed. But I'm very competitive. Uh, my name is Mitch Lemmy. I'm the activities director for Minot Public Schools. And I am this year's 2018 State Class B Girls Tournament Manager. Well, the only thing I could share is these girls are coming back and they're all, they're all returning people. They just got to remember, play together, you know, and play good defense because I'll tell you what, defense is the number one reason in, in high school basketball you can win. Well, I tell the Bearcats basically to enjoy the ride. Uh, you know, last year was last year and this year is this year and things, people are going to be gunning for you, so... Good luck on your chat, chat. Try to repeat of the, of the region. You're testing yourself, but you're also you're also practicing how you want to be the next day and for the rest of your life. You can do anything, 
you want if you put your mind to it. And I always I have these three three verses that keep me going. It's uh, you are brave, you are strong, and you are enough. This episode of the Dakota Ball Podcast is made possible in part by the Dark Canoe Art Studio, run by Hebron, North Dakota artist Aaron Anderson under the pseudonym Nora Canoe. Aaron has earned awards for his work, including Best of Show and First Place for the Mixed Media Division at the 2017 Badlands Art Show, held annually in Dickinson, North Dakota. So Aaron, I'm looking at one of your paintings, and I don't think I can even pronounce the title. It's K-A-R-Y... You with the thing over it, K-A-I. Yeah, I believe it's Karyukai is the correct pronunciation of it. Cool. And it says it is acrylic, spray paint, and deli paper. You want to tell me just a little bit about your process? Um, in the initial stages, I try to keep it really experimental when I'm working, especially on my background, uh, and, and just using different color schemes, different materials to make the background. And then once the background's finished and I based off the colors and how it looks, that's when I kind of come up with the idea what what subject is going to work uh, on that on that painting. That's really cool. Um, I imagine it takes an incredible amount of patience. Yeah, especially the cutting out the stencils. That's uh, the That one particular one is a 10-layer stencil, so that took me probably four or more months to, to cut out all the layers and all the detail in that before I... And then within a few minutes, you... You douse it in spray paint, and it's and it's over. But um, yeah, it's it's a meticulous process for sure. Aaron's work can be seen locally at the Bismarck Downtown Artist Cooperative and online at the Dark Canoe Arts on Instagram and Facebook.com forward slash the Dark Canoe Arts. You can contact Aaron through Instagram and Facebook as well as by email at the Dark Canoe Arts at yahoo.com. You may also refer to the show notes at dakotaball.org for Aaron's contact information, Facebook page, and Instagram. You know, it was a long, hard winter, and high school basketball was the only thing in town, the only game in town. This is the 1953 beach team, the Buccaneers, entrant in the state class B 1953 tourney, being held at Minot. And the goal in life was to play in the state tournament. That's no good. Rebound and pulled down underneath by Hampton. Fingertip shot. And they just go. 35 to 24. 741 to go. Coming to you from the vast and windy, wide open plains of North Dakota, this is the Dakota Ball Podcast an explorative journey into small-town living and Midwestern dreams of big-time high school basketball. The Glenol and Hebron girls basketball team entered the season needing to replace four of its top six players. Glenol and Hebron, the champions of Region 7 at State for the first time. They are the true Cinderella story of this tournament. Hello and welcome to Episode 8 of the Dakota Ball Podcast. I'm your host, James Walner.
Hello, everyone. It is finally here this week. This week marks the kickoff of the 2017-2018 North Dakota varsity basketball season. So this week, all across the state, high school varsity basketball players, their coaches, parents, siblings, and fans, they all set their sights on that coveted destination in early March of next year, namely the state tournament. I'm excited for this season, and I'm excited to bring you this episode, too, which this time comes to you in three parts. In part one, we're going to meet Kennedy Zuroff. Kennedy is a senior student-athlete at Glenelg School here in western North Dakota. Kennedy is a leader and a strong competitor, and she's also been a very busy young woman this summer, having traveled the world to play basketball and continue to work on her game. In part two, we'll meet the man who's organizing that coveted state tournament this year, at least the girls' tournament. We'll meet Mitch Lunda, this year's State B Tournament Director. Mitch will share with us what's involved in organizing a state tournament. And finally, in part three, we'll celebrate the kickoff of the basketball season by revisiting all of the advice and words of wisdom that the guests of the Dakota Ball Podcast have offered. So, let's get started and meet Kennedy Zuroff. But it's the doubters that fueled their Region 7 title run and their first ever trip to Girls B for Glen Allen or Hebron. Most teams didn't expect a lot out of us. I mean, preseason ranked, we were seventh in the region, which was like, all right, well, we have nothing to lose. Might as well just go out there and play as hard as we can. And apparently we proved a lot of people wrong, so. Oh, give Kennedy Zuroff the benefit of the doubt. She's (laughs) given up there roughly eight inches to Wilbang, and she was no no worse for wear, no. Rule. That three good, though, from Kennedy Zuroff. Drilled that one. She doesn't want a running clock. She wants to enjoy all the time she can on this court. Yes, um, I actually have had a kangaroo burger. That was kind of like a, it's kind of like spicy sausage. Um, they have like a bunch of different candies, like there's called Tim Tams. Those are really good. It's like kind of like a Twix bar. As you probably guessed, that's Kennedy speaking. She keeps a pretty busy schedule. So this conversation was from back in July when I finally caught up with her when she was in Australia playing basketball. And they have, um, they have like eucalyptus, like um, cough drops. Those are kind of wild. Um, Oh, Vegemite, yeah. Vegemite's not very good, I don't think. Yes, it's salty. Um, yeah, it'll be nice to get home just to see everyone, but then once they get back, I have about a week break, which is like, which is the state fair. And then I, on the first, I actually have to leave to go to Fargo, and then I'm going to be going to the Dominican for a week. It'll be pretty fast. With your brother? Yes. Have you traveled with your brother alone before? Uh, no, I've never traveled with my brother. Um, I'm usually the, I'm basically the only one who's actually been traveling without my parents so far. So this will be his first, like, bigger <laughs> trip without my parents. So will you have to play big sister and take care of him, or will he be able to take care of himself? I think he'll take care of himself. I'm going to try not to worry about him too much. As I said, that was way back in July when Kennedy was in Australia playing basketball. And since then, she's been in the Dominican Republic playing basketball. And this week, with the varsity season finally kicking off, I finally caught up with her up at the Hebron gym just before basketball practice, uh, day before their first game. So I finally found her. Um, here's Kennedy Zeroff, returning four-year starter at Hebron High School. Really excited to 
five-year starter. (laughs) That's actually, you're right. Oh, how awesome. But the last time I talked to you, you were in Australia. I think you said you, we were talking a little bit about food. Yeah. Did you have a kangaroo burger or something? Yep, I did. (laughs) Yep. And the the last thing we were talking about, you were on your way to um, the Dominican Republic with your brother. Yep. And you said at the time, I asked you, do you have to be a big sister and take care of him? And you said he'll probably be able to take care of himself. So I wanted to ask you how that went. Oh, yeah, he, he was fine without me. He probably <laughs> would have wished I wasn't there just to yeah. nag on him for little things. But, yeah, he was fine. Okay, so um, I was going to ask you, to could you explain a little bit? I was up here a couple nights ago, and you had something called the Bearcat Buddy mm-hmm. thing or something like that. And I got to say, it looked like you were having the time of your life. Would you want to tell my listeners a little bit about what that was? Um, yeah, so basically we had um, kindergarten through sixth grade come here to um, the school and they got to basically spend an hour, well, a little more than an hour with the varsity players, um, boys and girls basketball, and we did some drills with them and shot some layups, some jump shots and that kind of thing. And um, the girls got to go with the K through three, so I really enjoyed that because they're like my favorite age, and okay. they're just so funny. Have you, have you ever considered working with kids or anything like that? Or? Um, actually, for the longest time, I wanted to stay very far away from it, but like right. within the next, or I guess lately, I've just kind of been my patience level and stuff is kind of yeah. <laughs> we'll come to Glen Ellen crew coming to practice here. Hello. Hi. <laughs> So, I'm sorry, let's say that again. For the longest time... For the longest time, I kind of, like, didn't really have the patience or I didn't really know how to connect with the younger kids. And um, now that I have um, cousins and people in my family that are more in the, you know, younger elementary ages, it's kind of easier for me to get along with them. Yeah, I'll just say again, you look like you were having the time of your life. That was really cool. So, one of the other persons I'm interviewing for this episode is the State B Tournament Director for the girls uh, this year. Last year... You guys were ranked seven in the region preseason, mm-hmm. and you went to state tournament. Yeah. And this year you're ranked like what sixth in the state? Yes. Wow. How does that feel? Um, a lot of pressure, I sure. guess. Um, sure. <laughs> it's kind of easy having it where you, you're, the bar is set pretty low, mm-hmm. and then to come out of it is nice. But now that we have such a high reputation because of the last few years, it's it's yeah. a little nerve wracking, but. Being my senior year, I'm kind of having the, you know, no holding back, you know, just play your hardest and really just focus on having a good time and playing well, and usually it'll turn out a lot better than having the stress put down on me. So can you tell me a little bit how practice is going? Um, I don't know, the kind of same thing I've had the last <laughs> three, four years. Um, yeah, pretty, a lot of going over plays, defenses, getting our um, running in, ba- just basically the yeah. normal things you kind of got to get in the first two weeks. Everyone healthy as far as you know? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Doesn't sound like we're going to see a lot of new stuff. No, from not not really. I mean, our aggressiveness is probably going to be a little better this year. Sure. Um, younger girls are probably going to take more shots, which is nice. We'll have more yeah. options that way. I think we'll be a little more versatile. Yeah, I think uh, juniors last year, both had, Kristen had a 20-point game, and... Lexi had a 27-point game in regionals, yeah. Yeah, hopefully they'll be able to take a little bit of pressure off you, who have kind of always been a leader, 
Um, are we going to be seeing some more of these buzzer beater three-pointers from you this year? Um, I'm hoping I can make them <laughs> earlier in the game so they don't have to be buzzer beaters, but um, if it comes down to it, then I hope they do go in. <laughs> yeah. uh, you are, in my opinion, a very intense player in games. Do you feel like you're misunderstood at all? Um, I think I'm very misunderstood. I mean, I hear... Um, there have been people that say that, oh, she doesn't have any fun. She's just out there to, you know, win a game. And if it's not, she's disappointed. But I'm very competitive. And I mean, from my view, it's varsity basketball. And we're not there. I mean, you're there to have fun, but you're not there to s screw around. Basically, you're there to get a job done and you're, you're t to win. And when I play my mindset, it, when I make a um, bad decision or a mistake, it isn't to laugh about it and um, make it light because to me it's important that I need to fix it and get it done. So um, um, especially when we have this high of stakes, um, yeah. when we come back off of a state tournament and, you know, multiple winning seasons, um, I don't take it lightly mm -hmm. and it's really important to me. So um, yeah. I, I, I don't know, I guess I'm more serious than most other people, but it's kind of because it's been my passion since I was able to walk. Mm -hmm. So really important to me. So it sounds like what you're saying is that you're passionate and very competitive. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're angry. Yes. I guess I look at um, like college players and professional players. Mm -hmm. You don't see them laughing and right. you know making light of their mistakes. Mm -hmm. They just get the job done and they fix it. So I kind of try to do that myself. Are there any games that you're kind of looking forward to? I'm looking forward to the Grant County game. They're ranked second in the state. Yep. I'm looking forward to play them because we haven't really beat them every year that I've played. It's been like, you know, within five, ten points, somewhere in there, and um, them being the only team preseason ranked that's higher than us in our um, schedule, I really want that to be a, a nice. win, and as well as Shiloh, because we've never played Shiloh, and it'd just be nice to have yeah. beat a big, big school. Uh, we play them at the Bismarck Civic Center um, Jamboree early January. And I'm also looking forward to the uh, Kilder game. Yep. <laughs> I think I can't wait to see that, because... Um, you know, that one's always a dogfight. Yeah, builder, so. definitely. As far as your own personal game, anything you've worked on this summer? Anything new that you... Um, I think I'm going to focus more on um, mid-range jump shots and pulling up and not having to go all the way in and either um, forcing up a shot or um, having to pass to a not great area, I guess. Um, more just being smarter with my decisions and actually um, being more selfish in some situations sure. because I know a lot of times I get caught passing when I don't really need to be. Yeah. And um, I do get told by people that I should probably stop, you know, not stop passing but pass a little less in some instances. So You're really great at penetrating the basket. Um, personally, I don't know if you need to pull up. I've always thought you were great. Did your dad help you with that? Well, my dad's a great shooter. I think the aggressiveness and driving to the hoop is probably more my mom, actually. <laughs> yeah. Comes out, though, to Glennon Hebron. Kennedy Zuroff wants to push it. Great dowling at Wolvang. Hard take to the cup. to ask you. Um, I interviewed Kennedy the other day, talked to her, and I told her that I always thought she's really good at driving to the hoop. And I asked her if she attributed that to, you know, I asked her, did your dad help you with that? And she said, well, my dad's a really good shooter, but I think driving to the hoop aggressively is probably more my mom. Would you agree with that? Yes, wholeheartedly. <laughs> so have you spent uh, a lot of time on the court with your daughters? Yeah, we did. Um, I've coached basketball since 
I was pregnant with Kennedy, so she was actually in my belly during championship regional game when I was coaching. So she's been been in the gym a lot. Yeah. And I was going to ask you if it's going to be sad to see her go when she graduates this year, but you've got a few more coming down that line too. I do. It's going to go quick. Um, you know, before the year started, I was really worried about it and and really sad about it, and thinking about her being done. But I'm I'm not anymore. I'm happy for her. I'm happy that she gets to, you know, relax this year and and have fun and enjoy her last year and then move on to something different. And you're letting her roam the world. I, I called, talked to her when she was in Australia, and then she went to the Dominican Republic with. Um, so you feel comfortable letting them roam the world like that? Yeah, I've, I've taught them to be independent from the time that they were pretty little. They've been, you know, doing their own laundry, making their own lunches, responsible for their own stuff for a long time. So trying to prepare them, I guess. I'd really like to thank Kennedy Zeroff and her mother Jessica for visiting with me on the Dakota Ball podcast as the Glenelg Hebron Lady Bearcats set out on their new season and set their sights on the state tournament. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Now, in part two, as promised, we're going to meet the man who is managing the 2018 Girls State B Tournament. Uh, my name is Mitch Lemmy. I'm the Activities Director for Minot Public Schools, and I am this year's 2018 State Class B Girls Tournament Manager. Cool. How long have you been the Activities Director in Minot? Uh, this is my fourth. I'm entering my fifth year, so uh, before that, I was in Beulah as the Activities Director an elementary principal, and then I was lucky enough to uh, fool people to get uh, into this position. Mitch, would you mind uh, telling us what's involved in organizing the Girls State B Basketball Tournament in North Dakota? Well, I think uh, with, as with any tournament, big or small, you, you need to have uh, you know people involved that, uh, uh, number one, want to be there, uh, number two, know what they're doing, and, and, and basically have a committee. So... Minot um, has a committee that we start meeting here probably in January. Um, most of the committee beforehand is is me just kind of lining up, um, you know, singers and anthem singers, uh, entertainment things like that, um, doing all those little little things behind the scenes. Uh, but then once we get uh, closer, 
Uh, we get a committee of, of uh, volunteers throughout the, the town of uh, city of Minot and uh, come together and start meeting to make sure that we can uh, put on a great show, which obviously includes uh, Minot State personnel at Minot State University, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the dome facilities, athletic uh, department there, and then um, the visit Minot uh, departments that we have. As far- Is it difficult at all to find enough volunteers? Well, you just like anything, you have to, you know, there's there are a few paid positions, but most, but a lot of them are volunteer. Most people, um, you know, North Dakota is a is a is a basketball state. Uh, they enjoy being there, so if they can get in and and be involved, um, you know, they're they're not as much worried about making a buck as uh, making sure that we have a good tournament. But again, a lot of them love to be right in the middle of the action and and. Uh, and, and be right there and have the, maybe the best seat in the house. So, you know, it's not very hard to usually find somebody. That... So what kind of planning is going on right now for the tournament? And, and when, how early do you start planning in the first place? Yeah, right now it's mostly just, uh, you know, you know, again, uh, a lot of it all comes down truthfully to a couple of years in advance. I mean, we, we, you know, you book the facility, you, you, you make sure you've got through the things that are under control as far as the, the facilities and the hotels right. know that what's coming um, being prepared as far as just letting people know what what that that we are hosting it and that uh, we want to put on a good show. Uh, then we have um, you know we have some program sales that we do um, you know to to help uh, fund some different things that we do for for the coaches and the teams, mm-hmm. and that just kind of helps uh, promote uh, the city of Minot and the surrounding areas and just um, make sure people the teams that qualify have a have a fun time and a and uh, enjoyable time and you know just have to worry about the basketball so how does that work with hotels are there enough rooms for everyone or what's the deal in Minot you know I hate to it's a good and bad thing the when you know obviously when the oil uh, impact that we had we we have a lot of hotels and and um, they're not quite as full as they they would like to be so a hotel situation um, is very good for the consumer very, very good for the consumer and and um, uh, anybody that wants to stay there. You know, I've I've never heard in my four years here of anybody that couldn't find a room. Uh, so we've gone away from we we just line up rooms for the the teams so that the teams are all in the same spot. Uh, one thing that you always worry about is um you know having teams in different type of of hotels or things where yeah. you know fairness and and equity. I hate to say those words, but you know, you want to make sure that um, the team from Region 7 has the same type of experience that the team from Region 1 has. So uh, we we have everybody stay in the same, the team stay in the same hotel. And then uh, we don't, uh, we've gone away from lining up um, hotel rooms for the fans because mostly, um, you know, speaking from my own experience, when we've, when my son or daughter made the state, we found our own rooms. And so... Those are available now. There's, it's not even a, um, a problem to find a room. So most schools like to find their own rooms and block together for their parents and such. We'll get right back to our interview with Mitch Lundy in a minute. Now, let's return to our interview with the 2018 Girls B Tournament Manager, Mitch Lundy. So, Mitch, as a state tournament director, what's the most nerve-wracking aspect of the tournament? What are you most worried about um, as far as any potential mistakes or blunders or uh, so the two The two biggest headaches I think any any manager goes through is, is the, the, number one, the tournament program. Um, 
and I'm just speaking on having been in the Class B ranks too. As an AD, you don't assume that you're going to make it, so you're kind of superstitious, so you don't want to send stuff in. You don't want to get your head coach's uh, picture taken and their bio. So all of a sudden they make it on Thursday, and it's like, oh, my goodness, we have to turn all this stuff in. And, uh, the type, you know, there's a timeline of getting things done. Yeah, because, uh, so let's see here. No one knows if they'll be in the state tournament before until about a week ahead of time, right? The regionals end. How does that work? Regionals usually go Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. And so then you, so basically you have that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, obviously Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to get that book printed. But many teams have, you know, oh, we have a picture that we didn't want. We have a student that's not playing anymore. We want to add, uh, (laughs) you know, so can you hold on to the picture? And and obviously it's an experience if somebody's, you know, we don't have a a picture of somebody, of a team that's uh, missing half their kids. Uh, so, you know, just got to get that roster to straighten out and, and they're always, somebody's always seems like they're missing, which is, you know, you don't want to do, but it's, it's, you check it over, you send it to the schools, you, uh, but they always say, well, we brought an extra cheerleader. We brought, you know, so then when it comes to awards, then, then making sure you're getting all the, everybody, uh, announced and recognized in a, in a very timely, you know, there's a time can't make awards last. 25 minutes uh, so that's probably the two probably the biggest headaches that i guess they're not really headaches it's just the stressful to, you know you want it want it to go right and the day that it goes perfect i'll let you know okay <laughs> you know i did i've done the class you know in, in beulah we host a lot of districts a couple of regionals things mm-hmm. like that and and then since i've been in minot i think i've hosted like i think we're about 12 state tournaments of some sort you know, they're just—it's just fun to see the, you know, the, the excitement of the uh, of the people that come in, the fans, and the, and the kids, and the sure. and the student athletes, and the and the coaches. Everybody's just excited. It's a, uh, you know, the class B is uh, boys and girls is a different animal. There's a lot of pride that goes into it, and and uh, we're very very happy to be there, and and so it's our job to make sure that it's um, as easy as they just you know hopefully enjoy the experience and and create a good atmosphere, which we've been able to do through through music and things like that. And, you know, so obviously Hillsborough last year, packed house, Hillsborough Central Valley, I believe, hitting the you know, last second shot to win it was, you know, that was first ever state B boys one. But, you know, the first game of the day was a, a kid hit a, kid hit a shot. To, it was Ellendale. Ellendale won on a second shot. So, you know, you just never know what's going to happen. And best teams that you think all throughout the year, and uh, they just either A can't make a shot or tenth or vice versa or whatever it is, but you know it's a class three basketball, so it's you just kind of never know. So, Mitch, as I may have mentioned to you, um, I live in Hebron, North Dakota, where last year our Glenelg Hebron Lady Bearcats basketball team got to the girls state B for the first time, and we're getting all of our starters back this year, so we're really excited here. And I've been asking people I interview here on the podcast if they have any words of wisdom or advice or encouragement for the Glenelg Hebron Lady Bearcats basketball team? Well, I tell the Bearcats basically to enjoy the ride. Uh, you know, last year was last year, and this year is this year, and things, um, there's always going to be ups and downs, uh, no matter what happens. Uh, hopefully mostly good for you, uh, but um, uh, just enjoy the ride, because uh, you, there's only this only goes around one time, and you got to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And so take the good times and the, and the bad times and learn from them, and, you know, sometimes uh, 
you know, the best team, you, you, you got to battle every day. So people are going to be gunning for you. So good luck on your chat, chat, try to repeat and of the, of the region. Mitch, thank you so much for that. Um, to kind of wrap this up, what would you like to tell people or share with people who are considering traveling to Minot to uh, see the girls state B basketball tournament next year? Dates of the tournament next year will be March 1st, 2nd and 3rd, 2018. The, the one thing I would tell people is that uh, the Minot State Dome is a great uh, venue to watch basketball. Uh, they've done a lot of great things to, to it and continue to improve it. Uh, Minot is a, a Class B country. Uh, we like to call ourselves, and we we, we love hosting uh, the Class B tournaments. And, and we look forward to whoever's listening. If they have a specific team they're rooting for, they hopefully they can make it. And if not, uh, the chips don't fall where they, they want them to. They can hopefully come and enjoy it and and sit back and relax and enjoy some uh, good good basketball. I want to thank Mitch Lunda one last time for sharing a little bit about what's involved in organizing a state tournament in North Dakota. Those of you who have been following this podcast know that often when I interview my guests, I ask them a question. I ask them if they have any words of wisdom or encouragement or warning or advice for our own Lady Bearcats. In the spirit of kicking off this season, we're going to revisit some of that advice right now in this third part of the podcast. I'm going to start things off by playing a clip from an interview you haven't even heard yet. Greg Hittleman played basketball with me in high school. He was a year older than I, and he was a very inspirational, hard worker. I interviewed Greg a couple weeks ago from his home in Washington, D.C. I hope to play the interview in its entirety in a future episode. This was his advice to our own Glen Olin Hebron Lady Bearcats. I mean, I would just, uh, you know, I would, I would just say that, you know, um, the moments that are op- that are offered to you, um, that are challenges, um, are great opportunities, and um, if you if you can go through those challenges, maintaining your integrity. And at the same time, doing your very best to do your very best. That's a pretty um, that's a pretty fantastic in the present moment kind of way to live. And so, uh, you know, you're testing yourself, but you're also you're also practicing how you want to be the next day and for the rest of your life. And from episode one, this is Jerry Birch. Jerry played basketball in South Dakota in the 1950s. In fact, he played basketball with my dad. Well, one of the things that that I have found in my own personal experience with, with my playing and with my own, own kids playing and my grandkids playing was, you know, you can, you can become so um, focused on basketball or the sport that you're forgetting that there's a whole bigger world going on around you that's much, much more important. That's fun time. Let it be fun time. Don't make it your life. And too often today, I think, you know, we did then, kids do it now, and they probably will forever think that, that sport, and basketball in particular, is the most important thing in their life. But if they can get past that a little bit and look at a bigger picture, they're going to be happier with everything they do, just everything.
And this is Bob Allard, a starter on the 1977 Epping Eagles basketball team, that team that came from a school of only 22 students that got second place at the state boys' B. Well, the only thing I could share is you got to play hard. You know, if you're going to go out there and you're going to only play 50-50 you, and you don't give it your all, and you start getting down and then you don't realize that you you can win it doesn't it doesn't matter how much you get down look at the epping game we were down and we could all just laid down and and got rolled over but we kept fighting and these these girls are coming back and they're all they're all returning people they just got to remember play together you know and play good defense because I'll tell you what defense is the number one reason in in high school basketball you can win people remember epping because of what we did and and how we did it you know, and to be remembered 40 years after, he must have did something right. And this is my own father, Jim Walner. He played basketball in eastern South Dakota in the mid-1950s. I don't know what it is like today, but I am reflecting back in my case, and also in some of my teammates' case and whatever, um, I think in many cases we were more afraid to make mistakes than to play with full-blown confidence and just go for broke, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt that way myself. That I was, I was more. T- I should have been not quite so timid in certain cases, and been more aggressive, and just believed in, um, go, you know, going for broke. And I mean, I can remember playing some games, games which weren't so critical, where we just went and went and went, and just, you know, it, it was like you get in the zone. And sometimes you, people are talking about, mm-hmm. but critical games, I think it's too easy to become timid. Mm-hmm. You know, to lose rather than eager to win. That would be, particularly in the Midwest, I wonder if that's not the case where, that may be different now, but certainly in our case back then, I think it was more of a case of uh, being afraid to lose rather than eager to win, so to speak. So that's what I would say. And again, from episode five, Epic Epping, this is Mary Allard. Mary was married for 35 years to Don Allard, Bob Allard's brother. Don passed away from cancer in 2015. Sure. I would say uh, that you can do anything you want if you put your mind to it. And I always I have these three, three verses that keep me going. It's, uh, you are brave, you are strong, and you are enough. That helps me every day. And from episode two, this is Angelo Pizzo, the creator of the movie Hoosiers. <laughs> well, I would say... The most effective thing a coach can do is to create a level of belief and confidence that these kids are destined to win this game, that they are the better team when they go out there. And it's, uh, it's just a matter of living out your destiny. You, you deserve to be there. You should be there. And if you play to your capabilities, with what Gene Hackman says, then you're going to win the game. It's really as simple as that. It's maximizing potential. It's believing in each other. It's believing in um, all the hard work that you put in is going to pay off. And, uh, and having the confidence that it's their time, that this is destiny, this is fate. And from episode three, Lonely in a Crowd, this is Jen Hosman of Hebron, North Dakota. Well, I really don't know basketball all that well. I was very excited for them and for our hometown as well. And my only real advice, and I guess I say this because I have a teenage daughter, and this is about as close as I get to this, is, you know, be humble and kind, you know, be gracious. Um, 
you know, it's a wonderful thing and how great, but remember that people look up to you and treat them nicely. I'm just saying it's always nice when you're successful to remember to be grateful. And from episode six, Kiana Schatz, a lady bear cat, this is Byron Schatz of Hebron, North Dakota. Uh, I guess my advice is last season, we had a great season, but it's done and over with. And in the past, um, this season we need to play for the game we're in now and not looking to the next game or regional play or possibly state play. We play for the game we're in now and see what happens. And that's about all for this episode. I'm going to leave you with the introduction of the starting lineup of the Glen Ullen Hebron Lady Bearcats from last year's state tournament. As always, keep on dreaming, don't stop believing, walk tall, and please be safe. Starting at a guard, she stands five foot seven and a junior, number 23, Kennedy Thurov. At the other guard, she's five eight and a freshman, number 32, Paisley Glass. At one forward, she's five nine and a sophomore, number 14, Kristen Schaff. At the other forward, she's 5'9 and a sophomore. Number 15, Lexi Geetson. And starting at forward, 5'10 and a junior. Number 22, Kiana Schatz. Assistant coach for Glen Allen Hebron is Shelly Christensen. And the head coach is Ray Fox. You're testing yourself, but you're also you're also practicing how you want to be the next day and for the rest of your life. 